Petri Dish is a product of Petri Dish Media, all rights reserved. Petri Dish is a science comedy podcast and should not be used as medical advice. Do not get medical advice from a podcast. And therefore, as a free man, I take pride in the words, Ich bin ein Science! Science! Yes. I know the human being and science, science. can coexist peacefully. This was our finest. Today's episode of Petri Dish is presented to you by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast. It provides podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so that you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. We recently joined as a member, and you can too. It's really easy. You just need to apply to become a member, and you're immediately connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's at podgo.co, P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. My new TV show, Swamp Moment. <laughs> About a rare breed of moment out there now doing bio. <laughs> Dumbest start to an episode. <laughs> four, four way to cook a crawdad and five wives. Immediately, the worst. You need to talk us into this episode. Start saying the right words. Okay, okay, okay. Um, this is Petri Dish. My name's Nathan. I'm Sean. I'm kind of the common man. I'm a bartender. Sean is an immunologist, a scientist, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we're a science pod. <laughs> that was great. Okay. This week's episode. <laughs> what is it on, baby? It's about regeneration. Ah, so that's the thing that they stabbed Donald Trump with, made out of stem cells, right? <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. They stabbed it him could, with regeneration. It regenerated anything. That's why he's so virile. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so this week, regeneration, we're talking about things being able to grow back body parts. Okay, so like this happens to, I mean, like, actually humans regenerate all the time, right? I mean, like, I'll cut my finger... And it's mostly grown back. <laughs> so, you know. I broke my hand and now it's uh, partly healing. Oh, it's just, Nathan, when I look at you, I know that you live that rock and roll lifestyle. Right. Right. And at some point in the relatively near future, your heart's going to poop out. Yeah, definitely. And you're going to need a transplant. Right. Or you're not going to make it. Right. Okay. But and some things could just grow a new heart. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Some things do totally grow a new heart. Yeah. In a previous episode, we talked about. The Grinch. We probably talked about the Grinch in a previous episode, but <laughs> in a previous episode, we talked about different like kind of new ways to get organs for transplantation, like right. xenotransplantation, China, 3D printing. Yeah. <laughs> but why can't our bodies just make a new heart? Right. Because lizards can grow like a whole new tail. Yeah. And that's not even like one organ. It's got like a spinal cord, vertebra, muscles, blood vessels, like all kinds of shit in there. You're making it sound so special. It's like a tail. Come on, I could grow back a tail. If Where's I your to. tail? Uh, I'll, yeah, that's right. It wasn't a cut at birth, so I didn't go super <laughs> saiyan. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a nice, uh, that's a deep cut. Um, why can't we do stuff like lizards can do? Right. And like other animals can do. Not, yeah. not all animals, but right. some other animals can do. Yeah, I mean, like you take a bonobo, you cut in half, it's not growing back. <laughs> but true. there's some things that we're going to talk about today that like you could literally cut up some of the animals chop them into little bits and all the little bits will grow back into whole new animals yeah crazy so what animals can do that kind of stuff and how do they do it that's what's happening this week part one of regeneration petri dish
Okay, so take us back through the wheels of time. Does the arrow of time, does it go forward? Let's go back. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay. The PBS Space Time show had a thing on the arrow of time, but I was like really trying to poop. I was a little constipated, so I wasn't paying attention. And I turned it off. So I, that's why I bring up the arrow of time. Something about Zeno? I don't know. That is great. Okay. okay that's okay. great. We anyway. really did it. So, Sean, through all of folklore, of mythology, all 6,000 years of history, there's been myths of regenerating creatures, right? But when's the first time that, like, we scientifically start to observe regeneration in, like, some really sexy way, not just, like, getting a cut and it healing? Right, yeah, especially in animals, right? Right, Because yeah. we'd actually known for a pretty long time right. with plants, right, that you can take a cutting of a plant yeah. and then you can plant it somewhere else and then it'll grow into a whole new bush or whatever. Like wine! Yeah. Or grapes. Like grapes. <laughs> Not like bottles of wine. <laughs> the wine plant! <laughs> That's why they take those sabers to those wine bottles to yeah, like yeah. cut them is to, to get new wine. So, back in the early 1700s, right. Antony Van Leeuwenhoek yeah, that's uh, a famous guy. Yeah, he was one of the kind of designers of the and hook. early inventors yeah. of the microscope, right? <laughs> you know, the movie Hook's based on him. Robin Williams <laughs> plays a Dutch pervert. Yeah, he, a uh, <laughs> classic pervert. Classic Always appropriation. Hunting after Peter Pan. Yeah. Anyway, he made microscopes, and he loved looking through them and seeing all kinds of stuff. Little goofy guys, little critters in there, right? right? And so one of the critters that he was looking at, something maybe an inch long. Right. And under the microscope, you could see it had these little tentacles, and they're moving around. It was a freshwater thing. It would, like, grow on plants and stuff. Okay. Very cool-looking kind of twitchy tentacly dude. Right. So, he thought that was cool. He jotted it down. He drew a couple pictures, and then he moved on. Okay? Because uh, Van Leeuwenhoek, he had a lot of things to look at. Right. So, it was a little while later, in the 1730s and 40s, that there was a Genevan dude. Named Abraham Trembley. Okay, cool. Which honestly sounds like a British name, so I'm not really sure. How'd he end up in Geneva? But he was a Genevan dude, and he was working as a tutor in Holland. Okay. Oh, wow. And clearly had some free time while he was being a tutor, because he was also looking through a microscope. I had a lot of free time when I was a tutor. Sure. Did you look through any microscopes? I was drunk. (laughs) (laughs) I was a dilettante, (laughs) roaming the sheets at night with a heart full of napalm, a lion. That's turning the microscope inside. Okay, that's... (laughs) And it was always foggy, (laughs) because I was drunk. (laughs) But okay, so he's got a lot of free time. He's a bored tutor. Yes, and so he was also looking at little goobers under a microscope, including a little green tentacled thing. Right. That was actually very similar in shape to what Van Leeuwenhoek had seen. Right. But he didn't know that at the time. So he was looking at this little thing and he was like, holy shit, what is this green tentacle thing? Right. And one of the big questions in his mind was, hey, it's green. Is this a plant or an animal? Right. Well, one way to find out. Yes. Yeah. I, I see. I, see. I thought one you were going to find out. I is. thought. Yeah. <laughs> what? I don't remember where that sentence goes. One way to find out if something is a plant or an animal is first of all, if it's moving around independently. Okay. There's rare cases of plants moving around, like like uh, like a Venus flytrap. Oh, okay, that makes sense. But the Venus flytrap moves specifically in response to stimuli. Right. Like you poke it, or a fly lands in it, and then it closes. Right. Right. Whereas animal stuff, animal and animate, animus are all part of the same root. It moves on its own. Right. It's got like a little motion going on. Right. So he was like, hey, look, these tentacles are twitching. So like, maybe it is an animal. Okay. But it's green. So maybe it's a plant. Right. 
And so the next thing that he wanted to do... the smartest guys, these 1730s guys, huh? (laughs) They were still figuring out how to categorize things. Okay. So he was like, all right. What's the ultimate test? The next test is, if I chop it up, does it keep living or not? Right. Okay, because as you mentioned... There's plenty of animals that by the 1700s, they figured out when you cut a cat in half, yeah. it does not survive. Yeah, or a baby. <laughs> yes. Right. That's yes. in the All Bible. These, they basically went through one of every kind of animal. Yeah. Cut it in half, it did not survive. You know, famously, you know, King Solomon, right? He cut babies in half to give to women. <laughs> sure. Right? And, to figure out which one's the mom. Right. It, uh, well, well, what's scary about it is, you know, because we have one story, it means he did it like a thousand times. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Only one story made it. So, in any case, this dude was like, all right, I'm going to chop the shit out of this little dude. Yeah. And I'm going to figure out if it's still living afterwards. Yeah. So, he chopped the shit out of this little thing that he was seeing. Right. And what he found was that when he cut it in half, the two halves grew back into entire little goobers on their own. Okay, Each wow. half formed into another little guy. Very cool. And this is the Hydra. Yes. So that's that- cool. So, that's where the ancient Greeks got the name from. <laughs> Is this animal that could grow back its body parts. It's a time-traveling Greek dude. <laughs> <laughs> Saw the name of this and then yeah. went back in time and was talking to fucking Zeus or whatever. I like to think it's Quantum Trembly. It's <laughs> <laughs> this TV show where Scott Bakula, Geneva, <laughs> goes through time and just like fucks up continuity and is like, oh, I got the Hydra. Fuck! Yeah. <laughs> He's just around soccer. He's like, Hydra! And then he disappears. Okay, so... This dude, Trembley, he mailed his results to the Royal Society in Paris. Oh, very cool. And they sent him a letter back being like, hey, you know, actually, we have some drawings from Luanoke who saw a very similar thing, except his was brown. Yeah. So it couldn't be a plant. Right. So that means that this kind of tentacly thing, it must be an animal that's sometimes green, sometimes brown. Right. But... It is interesting that your results of chopping it in half resulted in it still surviving. Right. But they were, like, way too busy... This is banging it out before the French Revolution. <laughs> They're like, that's cool. Send off the letter and go fucking fuck some people. So as you mentioned, Trembley named it Hydra, after the Greek beast that could grow back its heads after they're chopped off. Or right? vice versa. Who knows? The era of time, <laughs> we only perceive in one direction. Sure. sure. <laughs> this entire period of the 1700s is kind of lost to history, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that prehistory kind of time period. Yeah, in the ultimate textbook, it, all the pages are torn out. <laughs> Which, we, we don't really have a Rosetta Stone for the language they were speaking. <laughs> they discovered it in the 1800s. I remember it's because of Napoleon's invasion. <laughs> Before that, no one even knows what anyone spoke. So Hydra, these animals, right. they are a part of the same phylum as jellyfish and sea anemones. Very cool. Okay, the right. Nidarians. Yeah. And that means that they have like little stinging guys on their tentacles. I think the word anemone made me really neurotic as a kid because I knew I said it wrong. Mm. And I was like, no, 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 no. And I was like, storm around the pier. I always liked sea anemones because... Yeah, yeah, it's still the twist. Yeah, it's, uh, a tongue twister that I thought was really clever when I was younger is mm. cinnamony sea anemones. Oh, that's good. My favorite tongue twister is just when you get a cherry and you try to tie uh, tie yes. it yourself. You know, the sexiest tongue twister. <laughs> so, Hydra. I've never done it. <laughs> <laughs> just keep swallowing cherry stems. Yeah, whole, pit, whole pit in there. <laughs> the shit twigs right uh, yeah. out. Oh, that w- for somebody who has so much trouble just chewing the food, I think that's a little advanced for you. You, know? you maybe should have handled chewing first. Um, Hydra feature really ridiculous levels of regeneration. Sure. Okay. So not only can you chop a Hydra up into small bits and have them regrow. Right. All of the bits regrow into new Hydra. Wow. Sort of like that Fantasia movie, right? Where yeah. Mi- Mickey Mouse chopped up the broom or whatever, and right. then it came back as like a bajillion little brooms. Yeah. Same thing with Hydra. 
But not just that, you can take Hydra, yeah. rip it apart into individual cells. Cool. Okay, so okay. just have a clump of their cells. Yeah. And then if you just kind of pack them together in like a little like mound, they'll reform a new Hydra again. Wow. Yeah. So they How just does like, that work? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. Yeah, that's a hard one. <laughs> so Hydra, like all of these Nidarians, basically have like two layers of cells. Yeah. Okay, they have the epidermis, like the outside kind of skin layer. And then they have the gastrodermis. Okay, The cool. inside layer that also is kind of like their stomach lining. Right. Um, you know, I actually have that too. I don't have specific organs. I just have a giant <laughs> gastrodermis in there. <laughs> it's like all sorts of shit. My gallbladder is just like floating around. It's very unfortunate. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so what some scientists think is that the gastrodermis and epidermis cells have kind of like more of an affinity for each other hmm. than for the opposite kind of cell, right? So, like, oh, so, okay. so that means that if, even if you put them in a big pile, all of the epidermis ones will kind of find each other, yeah. and all the gastrodermis ones will kind of find sure, each other. Gastrophilic, they yeah, just kind of suck on each other. Yes. Okay, and like because it's not a super complex tissue, yes, that's not a problem. Right. Yeah, you can't even really say that they have organs. Okay. Cool. Okay. It's just basically. Two tissue layers, more or less, and like a handful of different cell types. So these guys are bitches, then. It's like not even that impressive, then. I mean, come on. Sure, I yeah. Can do that. I mean, Hydra have like a hundred thousand cells. Humans have like thirty-five trillion cells. Damn. Right, like that's a pretty big difference. More than China. We got a lot of complexity going on. Yeah. So it is cool that these Hydra jabronis can like they can live forever. Right. They can always regenerate themselves. Like that's pretty sweet. But our goal for this episode and the next episode are to kind of trek along the evolutionary tree to get to branches closer to us okay. okay and so why don't we take a break and then when we come back let's talk about the next dudes that we're going to be discussing the planarians dude i would walk 500 miles down any evolutionary branch with you ah, good. and i would walk <laughs> 500 more you know like yes that. i understood <laughs> <I'd do> it, <laughs> dude. it's not my favorite song they did but i would do it okay let's take a break Do you like to listen to the sounds of intramural tennis? Deuce. Download balls in your court today. And that's magic. Uh, yeah, so, uh, <laughs> you know, let's talk about some other shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still thinking about the proclaimers <laughs> through the R way. I can't even do that. I know you can't even it's do the so R bad. <laughs> I can't even throw an R away. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, okay, but um, so you know, hydras are cool, but they're kind of punk bitches. Whatever. They got two types of cells. There are more advanced, quote unquote. I don't want to be specious, but there's more, quote unquote, advanced complex organisms that you still chop them up and they still fucking can live and turn into whole bits and pieces. Right, right. Like, let's talk about these next dudes. They actually have organs, oh, right? Shit. Like, they, they got full-blown organs, but they can still do some pretty extreme regeneration. What are they called? They are called planarians. Okay, cool. Planarians are some species. They're like hundreds of different species within the phylum platyhelminthes, cool. which are the flatworms. Right. That sounds like a Greek hero platypus. Platy Helminthes? Yeah. It does. That is totally true. It sounds Holy like shit. a guy on the Iliad, you know? He's like yeah. one of his boats. 
Yeah. Platothomathies. It's because they also, they have the helmets, right? Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah, like, yeah. clearly, like, that, that's a big part of it. Dude. Uh, yeah, you just fucking nailed the shit out of that. That should be a cartoon we That make. was awesome. Okay. So, flatworms yeah. in general come up in an X-Files episode. Yeah, do you, re- sure. do you remember that one? With yeah, like the fluke the man host, or whatever? I think, is the name of it. Yeah. It's uh, early season two. That is a fucked up episode. It's like one of the first good episodes. I mean, I know some people like Tombs a lot, but I think season two is when it starts to get really good. Yeah, so that one's really good. That sort of creature is supposed to be partially based off of yeah. a flatworm. Although it has one of those kind of funny, like, the episode's really good, and then at the end Mulder says some dumb shit. Of where course. He's, where yeah. he's like, you know, Chernobyl, bro. Like, who knows what came out of there, right? Maybe yeah. giant worms that eat people, and you're like, I don't know, Mulder. Yeah. Are, are there episodes he doesn't say a stupid sentence somewhere? That's true. Okay. But planarians are actually kind of the main group of non-parasitic flatworms. And they're pretty tiny. You know what I mean? Like, they've got, like, maybe an inch or so on them. Okay. Still Look- way bigger than what we were just talking about, though. Yeah, a little bit bigger. Oh, a little okay. bit bigger than Hydra. A little bit bigger, okay. Well, like, like you, you can see Hydra with your naked eye if you, like, really kind of look. Okay, cool. And you can definitely see these little planarians as well. Now, yeah. in contrast to Hydra, though, planarians definitely have organs. They right. have a peripheral nervous system. They have a brain. They have eye spots that kind of look like cross-eyed little eyes. Don't stall. What else do they have? They got ovaries, Whoa. testicles, Whoa. a mouth tube thing. Oh, you need that. Penis. <laughs> oh. Okay. Okay, um, so so planariums are like us. Yeah, dude. They have dicks. And ovaries. And ovaries, dude. I mean, they're almost all hermaphroditic, so they got all the bits. They're exactly like me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so there is more complexity going on here, okay? And this is a little bit of an aside, but maybe it gives you an idea of how complex we're talking about. These are little worm guys, but they seem to be able to form some memories, Cool. Like, they can remember environments that they've been in. Wow. And they can okay. kind of keep those memories around in their long-term memory banks for, like, at least a couple of weeks. So that's better than Guy Pierce. Yes. Damn. Wait, why are you punching at Guy Pierce? That's punching down nowadays. <laughs> there was a time in the 90s when you, that was punching up. <laughs> you punched down. That's a memento reference. He's retrograde amnesia. Damn, that's rude, dude. You thought I was, like, just randomly insulting like, Guy Pierce? Why, why are you mad at LA Confidential? <laughs> 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 I was thinking about the wrong movie. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, planarians, they have this memory a little bit, okay? They, they can do things like remembering what environment they've been in. That's pretty cool. And, <laughs> kind of impressively and bizarrely, you can chop a planarian's head off, it will grow a new head and new brain, mm. and still kind of remember their environment. Fascinating. So the Egyptians were probably right, the soul is in the heart. <laughs> is the soul where the memories are? Because then, then maybe. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I don't I, know the rules. I don't think the Egyptians figured out that far. Okay, <laughs> asshole. Like, they were just like the shits in the heart and the brains goop. Well, so let me just say this finding is mysterious. Right. Scientists are definitely trying to figure this out. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's entirely possible that planarians don't store long-term memories in their brain. Maybe Interesting. They, maybe they store it in their peripheral nervous system. That's cool. You think there's like a little organelle? called, like, Memriolis, <laughs> that are, like, both a delicious pastry in southern Italy and, like, <laughs> store memory. It's the midichlorians, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. that's probably it. Anyway, so... Before battle, Jedi would just, like, snort dried planarians. <laughs> <laughs> so that means planarians, hey, they got memories, and they can definitely survive decapitation. That's that was cool. a part of the story I just said. Very impressive. Was you can chop their heads off, and not only does the body grow a new head... But the head will grow a new body, 
Okay. Wow, okay. Both chunks that you just separated will grow entire rest of the things that they're missing. And so you said this is still, like, utterly mysterious? The regrowth part is maybe one of the main reasons why people study planarians. Right. So there's certain elements of that that are less and less mysterious because people have been focusing, like, almost exclusively on. Right. This was, like, several that. billion of Shuttle Adenson's money that, like, no <laughs> one really traced. That's just in planarium research. But, you know, it, it is... Wild that like because decapitation is one thing, right. but you can cut out lots of different kinds of slices out of these dudes, and they will grow back exactly what they need for the spot that you just took out. That's cool. Okay, so like if you cut a part of them where you, like up, oh, no more testes. Right. Like it's gonna grow back that area, including the testes yeah. and everything. Whereas like my brain's all fuddy duddy. If you cut off my leg, it might come back an arm. Sure. Right. Like my cells have a hard time remembering what comes next. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas these guys can fucking just grow back whole chunks of shit and just know for some reason the organization of all the cells. Yeah, so it, it is definitely... That is going to be something that we're going to discuss a lot coming up is how are right. they able to figure out what is missing and replace it, right? Yeah. Because it's really not a top-down thing. It isn't like... It's not like they're sitting there and they're like, oh, man, I feel like I don't have my kidney right now. Right. You know, like, and then they're like, oh, grow a kidney. You know, right. it's, it's not like that. Some kind of local signal. Yeah, rather a planarium gives cash installments to cells and then they can decide what to grow. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, that's why Andrew Yang needs to be married. <laughs> God damn it. Um, okay, so all of that said. Yes. Planarians actually have two regenerative Achilles heels. Oh. Okay. Bummer. Where if you chop that part off. Yeah. The rest of the body will regrow what just got chopped yeah, off. Yeah, but that little bit won't. But that little bit won't regrow anything. Damn. Okay. And the two bits are kind of the tip of its nose sort of area. Hilarious. Like the kind of very top of its little head. If you chop that off, that does not grow Sorry, back guy. a whole body. Wow. And it's mouth tube called the pharynx. Gross. If you chop that little tubey guy off, it does not grow a whole new planarian. Pharynx sounds like another guy that Achilles butt blasted. Yeah. Yeah, Patroclus and Pharynx. Greeks had interesting names. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking dorks. Uh, That's why they got bullied by the Romans. And not just those two things being kind of like interesting spots, but like different species of planaria have different rules for what they can regenerate. Okay. Okay. So like the superstar regenerators that I've been sort of talking about so far are the ones that they study in the lab where like you can chop them up into 200 pieces and every one of those 200 pieces will grow into... A whole planarium again. So if you're like a zoologist and or biologist or whatever, and you're like a little bit of a sadist, yeah, this is what you do. Yeah, yeah. And you can take like little cookie cutter things and make like a star shape punch hole in it, and it'll just grow back in. Wow, very naughty. That's crazy. Okay, now how do they do this? Where do they get their super regenerative juices from? I want to know. Yes. So they get it from a very specific kind of adult stem cell. Neoblast. I couldn't stop myself. (laughs) My favorite pop part. (laughs) Called a neoblast. Neoblasts are adult stem cells. And what I mean by the adult part is kind of to contrast it with embryonic stem cells. Right, because embryonic stem cells, they can be anything. Right? Yeah. So when all animals are zygotes and embryos, just these really early clusters of cells. They have a soul. (laughs) God damn it. The cells have a ton of potential to turn into all kinds of shit. Okay. Okay. Any cell in the body. A doctor, a lawyer. 
And yes. <laughs> it could even be Donald Trump. You don't know. Um, so they're all telling like a puppets. picture book that he's reading. You could even be Donald. <laughs> so, so all of those cells are called totipotent. That means that they could become any kind of cell. It could even be a tote bag. And then even part of the way through the development, they can still be almost any kind of cell. All and right. we call that pluripotent. Okay, cool. So yeah, we talked about these guys recently. Yes, we did. And so as you, an embryo, kind of develop and grow, these cells start to turn into specific kinds of cells in your body, like immune right. cells, muscle cells, heart cells, neurons, and so on. All right. Right? After you finish developing and you're a baby and you get born and all that. All right. You don't actually stop having stem cells. Yeah. And, I mean, technically, even as a baby, you're not done developing yet, right? You're right. not, like, fully baked. You're, yeah. like, part-baked. Yeah. Gotta put me back in the oven, baby. <laughs> you're, like, not fully baked until... I like, tried to get back in the oven. Like, mid-20s, baby. Doctor had to hold me back. <laughs> he was like, you're not going back in that oven, baby. But by the time we hit, like, mid-20s... Yeah. We're pretty much done baking. Right. Okay. But we still have some stem cells around. I know some folks who aren't done being baked. <laughs> <laughs> baked for life <laughs> millennials <laughs> so we have these adult stem cells okay. and they hang out in a lot of different organs and they don't really have the ability to turn into any kind of cell okay. like they, they don't have all the options still open to them sexy things have narrowed down some right but they have the ability to replenish themselves and usually make several kinds of cells in the organ that they're hanging out in. Mm -hmm. So like a liver adult stem cell will make several different kinds of liver cells. Right. So these adult stem cells in humans, typically there are some limitations to what they can make. The neoblasts, the adult stem cells in planarians, they don't give a shit about your rules. Mm -hmm. They can turn into whatever the fuck they want. Sexy. They're all over the place in the planarian body. Okay, and there's a shitload of them. Like, if you look into the human bone marrow, there's like a pretty serious number of adult stem cells there because they need to keep making our blood and everything. But they're only like 0.01% or like one in 10,000 cells, mm. maybe, in our bone marrow. But in planarians, their neoblasts are like 20% of their cells. Okay. That's like one in five is one of these fucking adult stem cells hanging out. Okay. That is a ton of stem cells. Yeah, that's a lot. In fact, neoblasts are the only kind of stem cell in planarians. And maybe even a step more extreme, they're like pretty much the only kind of cell in planarians that divides. Shit. All the other cells in planarians are done. Dunzo. No dividing. Wow. Okay. So that's just neoblasts get to divide. So if this means you get to regenerate so much. Why don't, why aren't we picking up some of these tricks? Why don't we just have a bunch of neoblasts hanging out in us? Yeah, that's, we're going to talk about it the next time. Okay. We're, okay. we're going to talk about it in the next Bang. episode. Because what we've seen in the kind of evolutionary tree as we go through it is that there's huge branches of animals that have just like completely dropped regeneration. Interesting. Okay. So it seems like regeneration is probably useful for a lot of reasons, but then at a certain point, it's too expensive somehow. Right. To keep around unless you have like a very particular good reason so fascinating you know we'll dig into that a little bit more next right. time this is the blood curse the well, vampire it's just something people forget that biology and evolution doesn't operate with like a ton of overhead you know what i mean like, right 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 like 
the operating costs are really close <laughs> to, to right, right, where, right. where we're running at. It's not a at. thick profit margin. Right. So we One don't have... One baby and you're done. You don't have a bunch of extra money laying around to pay for things like fancy regeneration all the time. Right. Okay. You know, I was actually listening to Megan McArdle on Left, Right, and Center, and she said this really interesting thing, that because most of Jeff Bezos' money is, like, tied up in stock, uh-huh. you know, and if he sold all the stock, like, he'd, that wouldn't be valuable at all. It'd crash the market, and he wouldn't actually gain much value out of it. Jeff Bezos is actually also middle class. That's such a facile. I am misrepresenting her opinion. I just basically I said something a little less stupid than that to Stacey. She was like, "Fuck you, go die, kick me out of the car." I hate everything about that. But you know, now that you've said all of those words, this is a good time for us to take a break because there's not a supernatural stopping point in this topic. But we should take a break now. Because we're... We're going to get back to the mysteries of the Neoblasters. Exactly. The following is an actual advertisement. 24 hours is like three weeks. (laughs) 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 Wookies, lasers, Death Star. So slugs up your butt is bad. Is that what we've gleaned from this? Hi, we're the Culture Quest Podcast. We're on a quest to become more cultured people by discussing a movie, a music album, a book, or anything else really each episode. Check us out, culturequestpodcast.com. And we're back. Okay, Sean, so let's talk about the mysteries of the Neoblasters. Right, so as soon as there's any kind of wound that the Planarian gets, the Neoblasts in the wound area get real excited. They right. get turned on. They start dividing. <laughs> okay, cool. It's a very groovy scene. It's <laughs> okay, Free love. All right. Um, and they start to divide into cells that can begin to turn into whatever cells just died in that area, yeah. right? To replace them. Yeah. In a bigger wound, okay, like you just cut right. it in half or something Ooh. like that. Okay, yeah. The neoblasts divide a bunch along the entire cut. Until you have a whole bunch of newly divided cells that haven't fully developed into anything yet. Okay. And this whole big kind of like frothy area of like a shitload of cell division is called the blastema. Okay. And that term is kind of important because it's going to come up in our next episode. The blastema is like a feature of regenerating limbs and things like that. Even in what we'd consider like higher animals or ones closer to us. Like... Lizard tails. Also sounds like a terrible trigger anime. Uh, <laughs> my fat dicks guy. <laughs> Blastema. Good <laughs> <laughs> girl login spinoff. <laughs> so that's basically what these neoblasts are around for, though, is to divide up, get a whole bunch of new cells to begin the process uh, of replacing any of them that are lost. Okay. Okay, cool. Now, they also replace shitty old cells as time goes on. Useful. This is more like what stem cells in our bodies do, what adult stem cells in our body do. Right. Is they help replace old cells as they, like, get kind of crummy. Okay. But there's an interesting twist, right? Right. So, planarians are definitely a ship of Theseus situation. Okay. You know, there's this thing where... people who don't know, the Greeks had these boats, right? And, like, their boats were different than our boats because their boats were wood. (laughs) (laughs) And and you could dig out some wood and and replace it, right? So you could use the boat for a long time. Now, Theseus was was the guy. And he was the first guy to make a boat out of wood. So they (laughs) named it after him. (laughs) 
you were right for so much of that, but you sounded stupid for all of it. <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> Such a bummer. Okay. So the, there is a ship of Theseus discussion around humans. Right. It's like not totally correct. There's something like, oh, your body replaces all of its cells every like seven years or something. Yeah. That's not true. Right. Some of our cells are around from when we were born. Yeah. Or if you took like a guy named Bill's his brain and you put it in a monkey, is he still, is he still Bill? <laughs> see the monkey now. Yes, that's a good question. Yeah. But planarians actually do replace all of their cells. Oh, okay. okay. Wow. So they actually do turn over all of those cells. Right. And something that you can do to a planarian is you can zap it with radiation. Whoa. And the radiation kills all their neoblasts. So now they're screwed, right? They would be screwed, but then. You can go to a different planarian. Okay, so let's call this first planarian Nathan. Right, I saw this in the list. Yes. So Nathan, we just zzz, 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 we just zap the shit out of you. Mm. Right. You don't got any more neoblasts. Mm. Now we come on over to Sean. All right. And we take one neoblast from planarian Sean. Very virile planarian. And stick this neoblast into planarian Nathan. I like it. That one neoblast, the only living neoblast in Nathan, can divide. And replace all of the lost neoblasts. Ooh. And then those neoblasts, over time, will replace all of the cells in Nathan. Oh my god. Until, genetically, all of the cells were Sean. Oh my god. So the entire Nathan body would be replaced with Sean cells. Why? Making a Sean clone. Why you don't go make me a Dundee shop? I had to be a Dundee Nathan bar and then went to me a Sean shop. First of all, why are you doing a Cajun accent? Just, I, I don't understand, like, even contextually. I'm glad you said to the audience that that was a Cajun accent. <laughs> I don't know. They don't know my good at that. They want that. Honestly. It's because Stacey and I kind of recently rewatched Princess and the Frog, which used to be my favorite princess movie, actually. Now I kind of think the first third is good, and then after that kind of gets a little boring. Okay. But there's a great song where there's a Cajun Firefly. Uh, I mean, we talked about this before the episode. And, but, and he sounds like this? Yeah. He's like, my Julie, because he's in love with the star. It's like, he's a firefly, and it's a firefly. He, you know, he's, he's stupid because he's Cajun. So he doesn't know <laughs> He just knows tons of fucking stuff. So insulting to Cajuns and fireflies. Well, we're, <laughs> he's like, my Julie, my Julie. I hate it. All right. Okay, well, anyway, but you go, don't tell my daughter. We don't your new blood. Right? Yes. Yeah, that's terrible. Yes. My new Something's terrible here. Turned you into a Sean. Oh, my God. Okay, um, so that's crazy, though, right? Because if you, if, you, if you took your, your ding dong juice and put it in me, uh, that'd just be a weekend, right? It wouldn't, you know, turn into uh, a new stem sauce. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> wow. Uh, so that's incredible, though. Yes. Yeah. That is, uh, <laughs> a lot of incredible things that just happened. Yes. Okay. So planarians, they are super, super regenerators. You can cut off their head, you can cut off their tail, and that middle chunk of their body will grow a whole new head and a whole new tail. Right. And not just that, it'll get the direction right. Yep. Okay. As in the spot where you cut off the head, right. the head will grow back. As wow. opposed to the tail, right? So 
somehow it's keeping track of like even the orientation of the body parts. Yeah, that's that crazy. Coming out. How is it doing that? Do we have right. any theories? Yes. Okay. So this is an area of a lot of research, but one of the things that we do know is that there's a lot of proteins that are getting kind of spat out of cells in different parts of the planarian body. Okay. And they're making what's called a gradient. Okay. And gradient just means that in the place where they're getting spat out, like for example, the very top of the head. Yeah. Some proteins are getting made and spat out. There's a lot of them in the head. Okay. And then there's a medium amount in the torso. And then there's a little bit in the tail. So right, it's kind of like a it's a so it's, planarium cells can recognize a gradient and then develop vis-a-vis the gradient. So it seems like it because there is a mm. gradient of some things produced in the head, and then it's decreasing toward the tail. There's some things produced in the tail decreasing toward the head. Yeah, but wait a minute, I have a higher gradient of alcohol in my liver. Like, why can't you care <laughs> on my liver and my body knows to build there? I mean, your body does have gradients going on. <laughs> it's just it's a little bit more mysterious than just head and tail stuff, right? <laughs> right. Um, they not only have these protein gradients, but also there are these muscle cells, these muscle fibers in the body right. wall of the planarians. Okay. And these muscle fibers actually kind of run like from head to tail. Cool. And then also from like left side to right side. All right. They almost make like a grid across the planarians. And so maybe these muscle fibers plus some of these signals of these gradients of proteins almost make like an address system. Okay. Because it's almost like a grid network of streets kind of from these muscle fibers. And so you can kind of think like, oh, when it gets injured in a spot, you can be like, oh, that's, you know, it got injured at the corner of Eyeball Street and Testicle Avenue or whatever. And then like that's that's like where it needs to get the regeneration going. All right. Now, it is still pretty incredible and mysterious that they can regrow all the bits that they need in the correct orientation and ultimately the correct size. Right. Although they don't start out immediately at the correct size. They start out small and then they get bigger. Sure. Uh, But they figure out, like, how to do that properly. Right. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. And so, you know, it's also nice that planarians don't have any, like, immediately essential part of their bodies. Right. Like, we just talked about them getting their heads chopped off. It's nice that they can survive that. Right. (laughs) Because if you just, like, chopped out a person's heart, you don't live for very long. Like, even if we could regenerate a heart, the way that we're built right now, regenerating a heart would take at least some weeks right you don't have weeks to survive without your blood flowing but for planarians it's not really an issue that's what people misunderstand about dick cheney is he only had a temporary pacemaker while he regrew a heart (laughs) i see you know yeah but what a freaky dude yeah (laughs) so you know these planarians they don't really like eat while they're missing a head Right, sure. So technically, if you if you like kept cutting their head off or something, and like maybe at some point they'd just starve. Yeah, they'd starve to death. So wow. they're they're not infinitely immortal, okay. and they don't regenerate instantly or anything like that. Yeah, but it's a pretty far cry from our situation, where like we die pretty fast if you get rid of several of our kind of more. Yeah, let's essential say, let's say the head. Yes, get rid of that. Yeah. <laughs> don't last long if you could keep a human alive for weeks you could grow back ahead but like <laughs> I mean, it's just not gonna happen yeah. but we can't we do have some parts that we could like lose for a while like you, a finger or something right but you still don't grow back a finger right so clearly we aren't doing really any kind of meaningful regeneration right just little itty bitties and why aren't we doing like why can't we regrow a finger like yeah. I, I can see the argument for a heart's a tall order right but what about a fucking finger? Yeah. Okay. Kids, human children can regrow fingertips 
if they're chopped off. That's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, they live a very sheltered they, life. They still have a little bit of the, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You clearly were not actually paying attention on the set of uh, Oliver Twist. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> they were literally chopping our fingers off. Yeah. But we can't lose like a whole finger and adults, we can't lose anything. Right. So why? You know, that's one of the reasons why we're studying planarians is right. to try to figure out what pathways inside their cells are helping them do this. And maybe that can help us understand regeneration for big things, but also regeneration for stuff like scars. Right. Because scars are also kind of like inappropriate regeneration. Right. That's like not really, it didn't work out properly. So clearly there's a shit more to talk about on this subject. Yes. Just why we're going to talk about it next week. Right. So uh, in part two, I hope people come back because <laughs> we're going to be talking about self-decapitating slugs. Wow. We're going to be talking about lizards, which Stacy loves. Yeah. Going to talk about Wolverine. Hugh Jackman, Australia. Yes, specifically Hugh Jackman. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, we're going to turn our eye to humans yeah. and what kind of regeneration maybe we can try to get going for us. Awesome. All right, so let's say uh, thank you to Stacy Song, our sound lord and engineer. Thank you, Brian, for art. And you can go ahead and hit us up at Dish Podcast on Twitter, PetriDishPod at gmail.com, and you can go to patreon.com slash PetriDish if you want to give us a dollar a month or something like that. Mm-hmm. Guys good listening (laughs) (laughs) uh, see you later (laughs) holy shit (laughs) yeah we'll see you next time